This is American Dreams, the program where we interview thought leaders and entrepreneurs and bring their ideas to you in real world context. Hi, this is Alan Olson and welcome to American Dreams. My guest today is Sonia Clayton. She's the CEO of VIP Global. Sonia, welcome to today's show. Alan, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Sonia, for the listeners here, can you give the background of what brought you up to where you are today? Oh, it's a long story, but uh, actually it starts back in Colombia, my, my birth country. Uh, I was born during the narco guerrilla movement when um, narco traffickers and socialist guerrillas got together to unseat the American, um, sorry, the Colombian government. And uh, unfortunately, I was not on the privileged side of the Colombian society. I was in the very unprivileged side of the Colombian society. And uh, when I was eight years old, my mother was just uh, walking around and um, noticed that um, it was a group of people passing food and things like that. And we went and peeked and we realized it was a lot of Americans and a lot of missionaries from different denominations uh, involved in receiving American aid and passing uh, aid to the Colombian citizens. So we were under the impression that that was just uh, a group of volunteers and indeed that's what it was we also saw military people there um, and so they will bring aid all the way to Panama and then from Panama they will bring it into a, into helicopters into Colombia and then it will be distributed actually in a Catholic uh, location <clears throat> it was called Caritas and that's where my mother um, first identified to me, who America was. I remember looking at a big 50-pound, um, I think it was weed or rice, I can't remember what it was, but it had the American flag on it. And I asked my mom what it was. What, was, what is this, mom? And she said, this is the American flag. And I said, what is America? And she said, America is a very powerful country, but only the rich go there. <laughs> I remember that. And so a few weeks later, we were walking around the city and then uh, we saw a couple of Mormon missionaries or Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and missionaries. And they have put together a, <clears throat> like a six-foot trifle with the story of uh, the church, uh, history, church history and so forth. And one of them had a um, handmade um, gold leaf Book of Mormon, I mean, sorry, um, golden plates and I remember he was raising them up and that's what caught our attention because we were kids and we were just distracted by just about anything and it was my mother and three kids I'm the youngest <clears throat> and my oldest brother was just very interested and so we stood there and listened to what they had to say and I was just petrified because Colombia was such a high crime area in those days and I really thought those those were golden plates and so I thought oh my gosh I'm going to kill him in a minute and we're going to take those plates <laughs> Anyway, we stayed there, we met the missionaries, and we became uh, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints when I was eight years old. But the violence in Colombia was just unbearable. And, and it's something that my mom, being a Venezuelan citizen, she was just willing to, you know, forfeit. The kids were Colombian, but she was Venezuelan. But my dad had abandoned my family when I was 18 months old, so we were just basically in our, on our own. So we went back to Venezuela or my mom went back to Venezuela and we went with her and we actually had the privilege of pioneering the church in many sites. 
And from then I, you know, I lived and worked in Venezuela for a number of years. We pioneered a lot of new chapels and locations. And um, then we moved into the center of Venezuela. And then I, in 1984, um, I was planning on going on a mission. And then this gentleman that had served his mission had gone back to Venezuela a year after his mission with his best friend for a jungle trip. And so they stopped at my house, and that was uh, actually the former elder Clayton, and they visited, and he talked me out of going on a mission and coming to America. <laughs> so I came in 1984. Um, I bought my return ticket. I remember I had $550, uh, $500 with me. My ticket cost me $450, because so I was left with about $50 in my pocket. And so that's what my story says. I came to America with $50 in my pocket. And I arrived at the Clayton home, who had generously offered me to stay there. Uh, I, and, you know, I eventually married Kirk, and uh, we have two children. And one is Aaron, serving the military, and the other one is Lisa Marie, who actually served uh, in her mission in uh, San Fernando Valley, California, Spanish-speaking. Uh, in the process, we moved to Texas. My husband graduated. We moved to Texas in 1990. And uh, I went to work for an airline. He went to work for another airline. He was uh, actually contracted by Continental Airlines. And I went to work for Air Friends, worked there two years, and then eventually I transitioned to Continental as well. And in, uh, in 2000, uh, 1999, I left the airlines and um, joined the world of IT and, and SAP, which is the technology that I, I work with. And uh, eventually in 2001, uh, two weeks after 9-11, uh, we created my company. My team and I were actually supposed to be in the towers on 9-11. We were blessed not to be in the towers, but the, the team ended up talking to me and asking me, what do we do? And uh, we didn't know what to do. Uh, very similar circumstances. A lot of uh, unrest uh, in those days. A, lot, a, a huge economic collapse uh, as a result of the attack. And so I decided that I was going to do something to help rebuild America. And I started passing resumes around to people, uh, companies like Shell and Exxon and Chevron for free. And one day Shell called me and said, what are you doing? Why are you giving these things away, these resumes away? They're so, so good. These people are good. And so they gave me a contract. So I started big. My first client was actually Shell, Pencil Shell. And so that's my story. So... VIP Global, uh, the mission or objective uh, for the organization is what? We are um, here to promote and um, bring to pass innovation. And uh, our mission is to help customers that are looking to innovate and create uh, and implement new technologies. Maybe for um, or right now we are focusing on fourth generation technologies. I'm uh, talking about artificial intelligence, robotics. Um, we're also very involved with ERP systems of all types, Oracle, Maximo, SAP. Uh, and um, pretty much it's optimizing business processes, bringing technology to accelerate the performance of a company, pay less or reduce cost and um, accelerate performance. How big is the organization today? Well, we have been big and small. <laughs> right now we're small because COVID has reduced significantly our company. Um, so we are considered small business, but um, we've been pretty big in the past. So right now we're just humbly 
downsizing or we had to downsize due to the COVID situation. We lost customers due to the COVID situation. But um, right now we're probably 20 consultants. Okay. And then when you um when you when you start to work with companies and their uh, new technologies, um, what advice do you have for individuals who are interested in starting a company for the first time? <laughs> that is so crazy because it's something that I have done throughout the years. Uh, people says when you have a success story and you created a company, made it a multi million dollar company, and um, how did you do that? And, and honestly, when I was doing that, Alan, I wanted it to find somebody that would give me that advice that I so desperately needed. And as a result, I decided that I was going to help anybody I could. And so I have actually set up about some good 25 startups. Uh, one of them uh, is actually bigger than mine and they give us business. Um, Actually, we are their vendor now, and <laughs> they become bigger. Uh, currently, I'm working with the decarbonization process of the oil and gas industry. Uh, now we have this great new agenda, <laughs> which is green. And uh, they don't like fossil fuels, and they don't like Texas. And so I'm actually working with the big operators in Texas to set up uh a forum and we just created two weeks ago, no, one week ago, the Global Decarbonization Forum and uh, is bringing together all these people that were displaced by the new green, green agenda uh, from the fossil fuels, the uh, energy processes. And uh, obviously these individuals were placed on the street. Uh, ExxonMobil, for example, laid on 14,000 people and uh, maybe 200 of them ended up in my in my on my desk and I started calling these people and asking them if they have found jobs. Um, I went back on the mode of 2001 um, and decided that I was going to help them out any way I could. And so I decided that I was going to pass the resumes around and I helped many, many find uh, jobs. Uh, and I went into the process of helping them uh, transition their skill sets from being a, uh, an oil and gas geologist into maybe a project manager or a data scientist, but it was a gap in between. So I was helping them fill that gap with education courses, advice, and eventually most of them landed, but a good group of them, about 10 of them, brilliant uh, individuals. And keep in mind, ExxonMobil hires the best. They look for masters and PhDs and you have to be a 4.0 or they don't hire you. So these guys were very capable. And so I started talking to them and, uh, they, a few of them, maybe four or five, decided that they want to create their own businesses. And so I've been coaching and mentoring them. And uh, we created the forum just to help them out and give them exposure to uh, media, to the government, uh, to education, and also to um, bigger operators in the world that can give them an opportunity to develop their own ideas and concepts. Um, their concepts are all related to CCUS, car uh, carbon capture, uh, utilization and storage of uh, CO2. So That's Sonia, when you, um, when you begin working with individuals, uh, do you have any words of advice for them or, or do you take them through a, a certain process to try to find where your best value added is in, in the company? Um, when I work with individuals, I, I look at what their talents are and 
what is it that they are trying to create that uh, will add value and um, how I, I teach them how to project that value to their customers uh, to when they are conversing with somebody, I want them to convey that they need to be utilized because they indeed solve a problem. What other organizations are you involved with um, outside of VIP Global or other oh, projects? So I work with the Brigham Young University Board. I work with the Stanford Latino Entrepreneur Board. I work also with, um, I'm an advisor and a certified negotiator with Harvard Business School. And I, I also work with uh, the Lone Star College of Texas, where I am uh, actually the chairman of their marketing and communications uh, subcommittee. Um, I work with my own charities. I got three nonprofit organizations, the VIP Education Foundation, which uh, provides scholarships uh, to colleges and universities. Um, basically, I look for girls that are interested in uh, technology and um, they, this whole STEM spectrum, science, engineering, um, technology, and, and math. And um, I also have the VIP uh, Cancer Foundation. Uh, it helps ladies uh, with breast cancer. I'm a cancer survivor myself, and so it's a very personal cause. And then the VIP Angels for Soldiers Foundation, which is also another personal cause because my son is in the military and he's an F-18 fighter pilot for the U.S. Navy. Okay. Okay. So, Sonia, what message do you have for individuals that are going through trials in life, especially with the pandemic? Sure. Um, one of the things that I always tell people is uh, to stay focused. Focus on something, right? Um I've always been a very focused person and uh, that helps me tremendously during trials and tribulations and difficult times. And I have lived a very difficult life, uh, but I believe that um, sometimes I'm in this situation where, where I have to share my story because I believe that I have lived through so much challenge that maybe I have something to share. And I like to share my story. And I believe everybody has a very difficult life because life is not easy for anybody. Uh, but maybe they know more about my life because I share more about my life publicly. I'm very open about it. Um, but one of the things that I always tell people is to stay very, very focused on, on something. And one of the main objectives of trials and tribulations is that eventually we'll become a better person, a better individual, or a better professional, or a better CEO. And you learn through this because if we don't have that adversity in our lives, we won't develop ourselves as individuals. However, it's painful, it's difficult, people don't like it. So I always tell people, stay focused on God. Uh, I That's what I do. I When I have a very stressful life, like my whole months of September and my month, the beginning of, I'm sorry, August and September were extremely stressful for me because my mother, who was 101, and myself had COVID. And then we passed the COVID to the whole family. And uh, it was a, a fun time. It was horrible. It was a horrible, stressful time. The business was actually coming back, was growing like crazy, and I wasn't able to be as responsive as I could. I was very frustrated. Here's, you know, the business now launching like crazy, and 
my mom is sick. Uh, she's 101. And so we are having to make life and death choices. I decided to care for her at my home and not send her to the hospital. I said, well, she's 101. She's, if she's going to die, let her die in my home. I don't want her in a hospital where I cannot see her. And so it was a very difficult time, but it just humbled me down so much that I was just in constant prayer and in constant pondering of my life and my uh, my main goals and objectives and allow me to refocus. And it allowed me to um, understand that uh, we are here in just a three-dimensional life uh, that will one day end. And at the end of the day, what it counts is what have you done for your spirit, for your soul, and um, how how have you learned and managed through this process? And so I always tell people, focus on God, stay faithful. And one of the things that I love about being a CEO um, of my own company is that no one tells me you know, to talk about my religion or my God or my faith. I love that freedom. And we live in America, which is a great country that allows me to do this and gives me the right to do this. And I'm willing to exercise that freedom. Very inspiring. Sonia, I appreciate you being with us today. And if an individual wants to reach out for advice and starting their new company sure. or yeah, I'm working sure. with you. How do they do they that? They can actually call um, my my office. The number is 281-350-6862. Um, you can also email me at info at vip-global.com. And if they put in the um, reference section, uh, the name of your show, I will make sure that I, personal, I personally respond to their phone calls. Thank you, Sonia. I appreciate you being with us today.